Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The panel. Aidan McLaughlin with us this morning, as is uh, Sam Hackerman, and plenty to talk about uh, Sam Hackerman. Uh, rugby, rugby league, etc. First of all, Sam, uh, did you watch last night? What did you make of the finish and uh, the overall All Black performance? Uh, first of all, uh, if I uh, look at this objectively, um, the it was a shocking call. I believe the last one. I know there was uh, warnings given, but I'll, I'll be. It's it's like we say in, in so many sports. All you ever ask for from officials is uh, is consistency. How often do we see time wasting with ball in hand from penalties or tap kicks or trying to reset scrums, whatever it is, uh, late in the game and teams milk it. It is part of the. Um, the psyche of the sport, whether we agree with it or not, is beside the point. I, if I've never seen a situation, and I don't, listen, I, I definitely think White and the Wallabies were, were milking um, every second they could out of that clock, but I don't think they are milking it beyond what I've seen a hundred times in uh, Test rugby before, where you try to run the clock down when you have that type of. Uh, breather in, in a situation like that. So I thought I thought the call was extraordinarily rough. It was an amazing test match, and I just got such a buzz out of watching the Wallabies play this type of rugby. We we grew up watching the Wallabies play, knowing that they were tough, knowing that they'd be uh, relentless, and they just kept staying in the contest. So I was really impressed with their attack, and I feel I feel for the Wallabies. But uh, you know what? The All Blacks can only play the cards that are in front of them, and they did so brilliantly. The patience with the ball uh, in that last uh, that, that last phase, even when they had the, the penalty option, uh, the finishing, Will Jordan's pass uh, through to Geordie Barrett, those are moments that are clutch, uh, the, that we've seen the uh, the All Blacks be below par with this season. They came through with the goods when they when they uh, needed it, and for that uh, I've got to applaud them. But I thought that decision was just shocking. And Smitty, I've got to say, for rugby, it shows what rugby means to Australia right now. A Thursday night Test match? Are you kidding me? I know it's in Melbourne. I know it's the finals. Guess what? Of the AFL, I should say. Guess what? Don't play a Test match in Melbourne during the AFL finals. It, it, to me, it, it really diminished what the uh, value was. A Thursday night test match. That's, in rugby league, they play Thursday night games in the NRL. They've got eight games to try to fit in across a weekend. They're trying to milk out a TV audience. To me, I, it, it really just... I don't know. I went in with a really negative mindset to it because, you know, I, I, I remember there's a test match on Thursday. That's not when you play that level. I, I thought that was a real insult to the game. Sam Ackerman with us there. Uh, Aidan McLaughlin uh, out of uh, Havelock North, the beautiful Havelock North. Uh, Aidan, good morning to you. Um, what did you make of uh, that final decision, point one? And 
Uh, if you analyse that all-black performance, uh, they blew substantial leads twice in one match. Yeah, morning, Sam. Morning, Sam. I'm in a, a, a agreement with most of what Sam said, to be honest with you. Uh, I, Although to the letter of the law, it may have been the right decision, um, all we want is consistency. And that decision stuck out like a sore thumb in the context of not only that match, but in, in modern-day rugby. I mean, how many people have we seen or heard since uh, the game that have said that is the first time I've ever seen that? I can't remember that ever happening before. And that is the problem. Um, if this was something that was happening day in, day out, at all levels of the game, uh, then I can, I can understand that decision at the end. But it's not, which is why it's so shocking to us all and is why we're all talking about it today when we should be talking about uh, the rest of the game. Um, that said, to me, you know, Foley was well positioned there to, to kick the ball and then they could have strolled up to roughly the halfway line, taken the time getting to the line out, killed more time there. So it wasn't the smartest play by Foley, who's very experienced, but mm. totally agree that although it was technically the right decision, it should not have come down to that. Um, in terms of the performance by the All Blacks, well, I don't think we've moved forward, really. Um, can you remember uh, a time when an all-black team would be 31-13 up in a Bledisloe Cup game and they would end up almost losing the game? So I think there's some serious issues there. Um, they had flashes of excellent play, as did the Wallabies. But ultimately, when there's nearly 80 points scored in a game, the defences uh, have had uh, moments of, of lapses, for sure. And I think in general play, the All Blacks struggled as well. So we go back to Eden Park, we'll the All Blacks will be strong favourites, but there's still a lot to work on. Yeah, I'm not confident at all that we've made a lot of progress, to be perfectly honest. Uh, moving on, um, Sam, uh, did you watch that? Uh, I thought of you last week, actually, the, um, when I was watching that roosters um, Rabbitohs game. What did you make of that? Yeah, it's... Um, uh I, I mistakenly thought I was um, sitting down for a game of rugby league. Foolish, uh, foolish with me. That was that, that was uh, very similar, slightly bigger lads, um, and I'll grant it a bit more skillful uh, to the uh, games of league we'd play at lunchtime in high school, um, where it was uh, mostly just trying to put a shot on somebody. Uh, if you scored a try, great, you know, sure. If you won the game, it, it was to me uh, a, a spiteful encounter, uh, and uh, being uh, somebody who is growing up watching rugby league, of course I like. A spiteful encounter. Uh, it was. I thought it was uh, entertaining along the way, but it got, it got so wildly out of hand, and I can't. I can't believe that both those teams were treating that as a, a game that was to stay alive for uh, a place in the NRL Grand Final. So, uh, to me, I was very surprised by uh, the approach of both teams, and I would be surprised if we see a game like that in a playoff situation again anytime soon. It's. I think both coaches would have uh, wanted to ream their players for that behaviour, but uh, it's not not smart enough. Uh, and I, I, I will, I'll watch it. Don't worry, I'll, I'll sit down and watch uh, guys get uh, angry with each other and, and try to push it on. But I, I think that everybody took it too far. And it just got completely out of hand. And it shows that a rivalry can sometimes eclipse um, your ambitions and um, for a season, a whole a whole season, and you're focusing on the fact that you hate the other team that much. Eels Raiders, how do you see that one going, Sam? I, the Raiders, I heard someone make this reference, I really like it. The Raiders are playing with house money. That right now, that they are uh, a, a team that doesn't have 
anything to lose. You know, they, they battled their way into the playoffs in a spot that was essentially given to them because the Broncos couldn't handle the jandal. And now they're playing great footy after beating uh, the Storm. I, I, they've got that, that irresistible feel about them, but I don't think that the Eels are a team uh, that's going to bounce out in consecutive weeks because they've been, they've been too good. If they put on a second uh, performance like the second half uh, they did in week one against the Panthers, then they're in real trouble. But they just need to get back to their confidence uh, and uh, get ready for an aerial bombardment because uh, that's the way to break down the Eels as the Panthers showed. So I, I, I'll take the Eels, but it's not with any confidence. And I really hope the Raiders get up because I love a final series uh, underdog and, and fairy tale like that. And uh, just finally, before we take a, a quick news break, uh, we better have a crack at the other one too, uh, Sam, and that, of course, is the Rabbitohs and the Sharkies. Yeah, look, two te- listen, I, I feel I feel that they're, uh, they're teams that are uh, consistent and they've got drive. The Sharks came so close last week, and I feel that the uh, that game we've already mentioned from the Bunnies might have taken uh, something out of them. So I'll go with the Sharks because they came so close uh, against the Cows, and I don't think their performance was was poor by any stretch. So uh, they 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 have that uh, that grit in them to be able to stay in a contest and not not lose focus. Whereas I haven't seen that as much from the Bunnies. So I'll take the Sharkies. Okay, it is uh, coming up to uh, ten thirty. We'll have a short news break with. When we come back, uh, Aidan McLaughlin, we're going to ask you about Roger Federer announcing his retirement at the age of 41. Where does he rate in terms of tennis and overall sporting quality around the world? It is uh, time for the news. Here's Ottawa. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Sam Ackerman with us this morning, as is uh, Aidan McLaughlin. And Aidan, yes, uh, Roger Federer uh, announcing that uh, that's it for him at uh, the ripe old age of 41. Where does the Fed sit for you? My favourite player of all time, Smithy. Um, you know, I, I could watch Federer for hours upon hours upon hours. If you gave me a choice of who I would watch play in the men's game, it would be Federer every time. Will he be regarded as the, the greatest of all time? Well, in recent years, Nadal and Djokovic have both gone past him. Uh, Federer has won 20 Grand Slam titles, and they've just snuck past him in the last couple of years. So statistically, maybe he's not the GOAT, but I think that the style of tennis he played, um, he has a career Grand Slam. Uh, for me, he is my favourite player of all time, without a doubt. Uh, perhaps one aspect of his career that people will, will look back on is the fact that Nadal was so dominant over him on clay. Uh, Federer reached five French Open finals. Nadal beat him in four. And the one that uh, Federer actually won in 2009, Nadal was knocked out in the fourth round. So he never quite got over him at the French Open. But apart from that, a wonderful, wonderful career. Sam, for you? Uh, listen, I... I think that uh, we goes is obviously the term thrown around so easily and it's always uh, the the latest guy to retire uh, gets a really good crack at being given um, that title and obviously uh, a really great point by Aiden regarding the uh, the number of um, slams won and that is a massive indicator in, in your legacy for sure uh, but what I, I consider um, Federer to be you know, in the very small echelon of, of athletes who completely 
changed the game or became the uh, the person who put this sport on the back and lifted it up. Tennis wasn't a small sport by any means when he took over, but for the generation that is uh, followed through this era, Roger Federer set that up, and there is uh, you know, he is to this sport what uh, what Tiger Woods is to golf, um, and. You don't necessarily had to gauge Tiger's greatness on whether he reached a certain milestone of, uh, of Grand Slams. So I do the same by um, I do the same by uh, Roger Federer. Like, should we say that All Blacks that won two World Cups are better than an All Black that won one World Cup, or that uh, didn't win a World Cup at all? Is that is that the method of greatness? It's not, and, and certainly an individual sport has a slight difference to it, but. Uh, his dominance for such a long period of time, the class he showed throughout, and you know, uh, our Nadal and Djokovic, and you can throw in the likes of the Andy Murrays and those who have come to try and join the big three for a long time, are they as good without that Roger Federer to you know, benchmark chase along the way? Who knows? So I, I put him right at the top of the tree of, of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah, so do I. Uh, and I take Aiden's point as well. I could sit and watch Roger Federer's class, uh, his time, his shot making um, and his manner uh, all day without uh, too much problem whatsoever. Uh, Aidan, um, apparently around about now, um, some new central contact uh, contracts are being uh, announced by New Zealand Cricket. Um, and this is, of course, because Bolt's uh, taken, he, he's not longer got one, the Gronholm's no longer got one, so they've got a, a couple to hand out. What do you know about that? Yeah, since we've been on the the phone to actually, Smithy, uh, New Zealand Cricket have released a statement saying that Blair Tickner of Central Districts and Finn Allen of Wellington have actually been uh, have accepted those central contracts that were vacated by Bolton to Grand Home. Uh, New Zealand Cricket have also confirmed in their statement that Jimmy Neesham was actually offered one of the two contracts, but he turned it down. Uh, just and to quote, on the basis of prearranged uh, agreements that he had already struck with overseas domestic leagues. So Nisham offered one, didn't take it. Uh, Tickner and Allen are the two that take them. Um, I'm not particularly surprised uh, at the two that have them. Uh, Tickner's been in and around the all three formats uh, for the last couple of years. He was uh, He's played one-day international cricket, he played T20 cricket for, for the Black Caps, and he has been in the, the wider squad for the Test matches. And, of course, Finn Allen, we know what an exciting talent he is. Um, I think he played eight one-day one internationals and 13 T20s. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. obviously uh, changes afoot and, um, yeah, exciting times with those two players. Yep, OK, thanks for confirming that. That's uh, news to me, but uh, good news indeed. I like Finn Allen, I really do. Um, um, I like Tickner as well. He's got uh, the attributes, attributes to be a good fast bowler. He's got the height, he's got the bounce. I like him. Um, but Finn Allen, yes, in terms of white ball cricket, fully deserves to be uh, on their books full time. Um, right, uh, Sam Ackerman. Uh, yesterday, Michael Maguire named his wider Kiwi squad for the upcoming Rugby League World Cup. Our very own Tony Kemp says the Kiwis should be favourites. Uh, have you had a chance to run your finger across this 34-man squad? What do you make of it? And are we favourites? No, not favourites, but certainly uh, uh, there's zero excuses for not being able to win with the squad they have. Australia are the favourites. Australia are um, uh, a a team that will be expected to go there and win. There's no doubt that they'll wear that mental, but New Zealand, uh, and look, 
Kempe can call them favourites, uh, and they should be uh, they should be considered right up there. There's no way this Kiwis team can ride an underdog tag uh, into a tournament with the, the calibre they've got. But I don't think they I don't think they need that um, that title. I think the uh, so it's a 24 man squad that they used for the uh, the end of uh, so the last test in mid season against uh, Tonga before they whittled it down, plus another 10. And quite frankly, I find it I'd be surprised if many from the external 10, which includes the likes of Sean Johnson uh, will find their way into what is this 24. It's, it's really injury-dependent now. There's still quite a few players active um, in the NRL playoffs, which is uh, wonderful to have them get that kind of uh, big game experience going into it. So injury is a concern. Like, you know, hopefully Joey Mano is going to be uh, fine, and he's obviously a walk-up start. Uh, bloody anywhere he wants to be in that field, obviously fullback, centre. You know, he could probably play hooker if he wants to. Uh, he can he can do anything. But there's a lot of great class coming through, like uh, Sebastian Chris uh, from the Canberra Raiders has been named in this wider squad. It's just always good to keep in mind with rugby league as well. Because you're named in the squad, it doesn't mean you're going to play for New Zealand. A lot of these players may be named in several squads uh, with the Island Nations, and uh, then there's the awkward situation when they have to make a call who they're in or out for. So nothing is uh, in concrete yet, but it's a good-looking squad. The depth across all positions uh, is there. We spoke about it uh, about at the halfway stage of this year. The depth in the halves is unlike anything we have ever seen in New Zealand, and there have been some good halves uh, and some good options over the years at different times, but the depth is uh, unreal. Uh, Sean Johnson um, would be in many of the, uh, the eras, even in the form he's been in this year, would be in that World Cup squad, no question. I don't think there's room for him on current form, and that says a lot about what they've got to work with. Okay, Aidan McLaughlin, uh, the Silver Ferns are due to play the Sunshine Girls from Jamaica um, over the weekend, but things are uh, on hold. There's a few delays involved because of passport issues, passport issues on delaying their arrival. I, I can't quite get my, my head around that. Surely that should be cleaned up. Well, you'd think so. My understanding is that uh, the Jamaican squad were scheduled to arrive in New Zealand today um, and the first game is in was supposed to be in Hamilton tomorrow night. Uh, but they they didn't get their part. They haven't got their passports back, as far as we know. That was yesterday's news. Um, the passports were due back from Washington, so the the visas were issued, and then they're waiting for their passports to come back from Washington. And the passports simply haven't arrived, so they can't travel. So, as far as we're aware, there's going to be a further update today uh, to see if they've actually got their passports and they they can get here. But as things stand. Well, we've already lost, you know, one game's been pushed back. Is the whole series going to be cancelled? It's a real mucky thing to have happened so late in the day. You know, surely this should have been flagged a week or two ago that there was a potential issue, there was a potential delay. It just seems very, very late in the piece. It does, actually. It's quite weird. Um, Sam, just just getting back to uh, the rugby league, uh, does anyone beat the Panthers? Uh, I think the Cowboys are uh, capable. I think that um, if the Eels can find their way through the grand final, uh, they've been there. They've, you know, they've been there against the, the Panthers and beat them a couple of times this year. So they won't. Their confidence won't be uh, slammed against them. Uh, and the, you know, the Raiders, if they can keep up a resistible form, it's hard to say. There's a lot of great teams that I would not be back at. The Panthers right now are what Melbourne Storm have been going into finals for uh, the best part of a decade. We go, I can't, I can't tip against them. What, what have they given me to make me think that they're not capable of doing it? Their defence has won them a premiership last year, and it's it's still looking strong as hell. And their, their, their attack has improved uh, out of sight. They 
scored uh, more points in the uh, in the win over the Eels than uh, they have in a finals game since 1990, and pretty much scored uh, half of what they scored collaboratively over the final series last year when they went on to win the grand final. So uh, they're a, f- a well balanced side. They're back to full full pace, uh, and they know what to do at this arena. So I won't I won't back against them, Smithy. They are a great side. Okay, Sammy Ackerman, thank you very much for your time this morning. Enjoyed your thoughts. And to you too, uh, Ada McLaughlin, thanks for the update too on those uh, central cricket uh, contracts. Been uh, cool talking to you. Have a great weekend, fellas. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with another panel. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.